Hi, this is Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Ginny Steibolt. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Well, you know, part of being in a funk sometimes, you, if you get out of your surroundings, and I feel like if you jump into the garden and you get your hands dirty and you do things, I feel like that can really help. Yes, they say that gardening is like therapy and you get tomatoes. <laughs> I love it. I have to share something with you before we jump into your book. Sometimes I'll throw scraps of things. And one year, I remember throwing in a rotten butternut squash, a bunch of seeds. And oh. all of a sudden, next thing I know, I've got this huge, beautiful butternut squash growing. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. Okay, so let's jump into your book. How did you and Sue Reed decide to write Climate Wise Landscaping? Well, Sue and I had been co-bloggers on a native plant wildlife garden blog several years ago, and so it was her idea. So she called me up. I'm a botanist, and she's a landscape architect, and I'm in Florida, and she's in Massachusetts. So our backgrounds were different, but we were in total agreement that this book was needed, and what we didn't do is we didn't debate climate change. We didn't say who caused it, oh my gosh, and we didn't say, oh my gosh, this is terrible. We said, okay, let's get to work, let's roll up our sleeves and figure out what we can do right now in our landscapes and in our communities to make things better. Got it. Yeah, no, it makes total sense, you know, and um, you don't have to, you know, plan big, you can start small. Absolutely. So what are some things people can do? I lived in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts for years, and I remember having little planter boxes. That's um, right. Yeah. So, so what are some things people can do that are easy to grow? Well, the, we started the book, our first section is lawns, because the typical lawn care where the lawn guys come in and they put down fungicides and insecticides and herbicides, and then that sort of kills the soil and it's not even very good for the grass, and they put synthetic fertilizers down to help the grass grow, and then the synthetic fertilizer washes through our soil and ends up in our waterways. Yes. Uh, you know, so the easiest thing we can do to be more climate wise is to just stop that just stop the chemicals go cold turkey and if there's weeds you just mow them and so we if you have we say let's liberate the lawns from all of those additives and 30 to 60 percent of our potable water is used on our lawns which is amazingly bad you in california you guys know how hard how hard that is on our on our systems yes Absolutely. Um, I mean, we have, you know, we get droughts, you know, we haven't seen rain for ages, and all of a sudden we get dumped on. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it's interesting, because I remember fertilizing my lawn years ago, and then I stopped, and I also thought, do I really want my kids playing in that fertilized grass? Right, yeah. So no. a, a li- liberated lawn is 100% safe all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't put anything on it. That's good. I mean, a lot of it is weeds and dirt right now, but, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know, the thing is that what we said is that you can have a liberated lawn if you're in a climate where you get more than 20 inches of rain each year. And if that isn't the case, then think about some, doing something else. Right. I mean, the drought-tolerant plants and things like that. That's yeah. right, yeah. Um, so tell me about why... Th- landscaping has always been important for you. Has it been cathartic? Was there a reason you got into this? 
Um, for for me personally, I, yeah. I I was I worked in the garden with my mother. I mean, Aww. years and years ago, up in New England and and stuff like that. So I I've been a lifelong gardener, and I do have an advanced degree in botany. Um, but I worked my most of my professional life in computers. So when I moved to Florida in 2004, I really looked forward to gardening. Yes. And I ended up writing about it because it's different than New England and the Mid-Atlantic where, where I uh, had gardened before. Sure. So um, I, ha- I started a column called Adventures of a Transplanted Gardener. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I got started with the writing. But the gardening has, is, a lifelong, is a lifelong love affair uh, yeah. for me. And, um, and I think that, like you said at the beginning, if you're out in the, the, in the landscape or out in the wild, it is better for your brain in these days of too much stimulation and mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing that we as humans really need Mother Nature um, as part of our therapy to live a happier life. Yes. I'll share something with you. I was up in uh, Sonoma County uh, over the weekend, and I was driving by myself, and I just looked out, and I could see cows and horses and just all these beautiful hills between, um, you know, the vineyards, but mostly just dirt and and, uh, crops that hadn't been grown yet. And it was just so breathtaking. And I thought, it's so nice just to have silence and no phone and no conversation and just absorb the world. Well, you know, and I I am... I think that we are all blessed with with life and that um, every day when you find when you are in mother nature there's there's miracles that you can appreciate if you only open your eyes to them yeah. Um, so yeah so it's just really uh, one way to re you know reinvigorate your yourself because you can get lost in technology and absolutely. Um, you know, get depressed with stuff. and <laughs> I agree. I also feel like um, it's a great workout mentally and physically to get out you in bet. the garden. And, you bet. You know, I remember years ago uh, going to Home Depot and planting, like, um, flower boxes. Not, well, planter boxes and just asking, you know, how do I do this? How do I fasten this? And people are very happy to tell you what you need to buy and do. And, and then, right. you know, just growing things that are easy. There's nothing better than biting into your own homegrown tomatoes. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, and one of the things we found out, we have a section on food in our climate-wise landscaping book, um, and one of the things that we found out in our research is that for every pound of food that you grow in your own yard or buy locally from a farmer's market, yes, um, that it offsets up to two pounds of greenhouse gases. And oh. that's because food waste is... Uh, when you have a commercially grown crop, if there's waste in the in the fields, there's transport with refrigerated cars, and then there's handled again in the grocery store, and and the, by the time it's in the grocery store, the food is so old that they have to throw it out. Um, Paul Hawken, who wrote Drawdown, said that food waste is the third cause of climate wise. I mean, of climate change, yeah, yeah. because we spend so much energy and so many resources growing our food, but then we throw it away. That's terrible. 
it is terrible, and but there's things that we can do about it. There's things yeah. we can do right now, and in farmers markets and in actually some grocery stores, they have ugly fruit bins that you can buy the fruit that's not prime so that you get a lower price, but you can still take it home and eat it, yes. even though it's not beautiful. And you can also take like the seeds of things and throw them into your soil and grow stuff. Yeah, in many cases, that's true. Yeah, I have found uh, this is the first year I had luck with zucchini, and I grew a zucchini that was probably at least two and a half feet long. I know, isn't that fun? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so what are some easy things people can grow? Well, obviously, it depends where you live, right? It, it does. It depends on where you live, um, but. Um, you need to probably look for local help with your extension service. Your local extension service is probably a good place to start. Um, I have a I have an organic methods for vegetable gardening in Florida, and again, it's different here, and it's actually different from where I am in North Florida and South Florida. So my co-author is in Miami, so we we do cover the whole state. So it, it is so different growing vegetables here than it was in Maryland. So you really do need to get local help because what I say what I do what I'm doing in Florida is not going to help you in California. Exactly. And Florida gets so hot. Well it does. Yeah. Yeah. Right now is our cool weather vegetables is the time to plant our cabbages and our kohlrabi and parsley and everything. Our best growing season for vegetables is right through the winter. Mm-hmm. Which was a surprise to me when I, when I moved here. Of course. Um, yeah, my stepmother was a huge gardener in Connecticut. She's not yeah. gardening now. She's in Florida. Um, but I didn't know certain things I would think are harder to grow in that humidity. Yeah, yeah we can't grow tomatoes in the summertime. It's oh. too hot and wet. They'd become out dried tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you grow them really early in the spring, yeah. and then by the time it gets hot and wet, because we have a five-month wet season, uh, mm-hmm. it's also called hurricane season, um, and then you you end up getting all your tomatoes harvested before it gets hot and wet and before they get a fungal disease and die. Yeah. Um, but then you can have a fall crop. It usually is not as successful as the spring crop, though. Yeah. Uh, I've used uh, organic... Fish oil. Is it fish emulsion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does, it seems to work really well. Yeah, you'd want, you'd want to use organic uh, amendments to your soil because the molecules of those uh, amendments are larger than the synthetic chemicals. Mm-hmm. So if you have a synthetic fertilizer, the molecules are very small, and that washes right through the soil. And, and, you know, and we're having a big problem with green slime and red tides here in Florida. Oh, I know. And part of it is because of all the lawns that we have and all of the, those fertilizers going into our waterways. If you missed any part of this, everything is up on my show blog. Get the funk out show.kuci.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at moms, M-O-M-Z. Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.